start the message with a video this morning. I don't know. Amanda's got it.
Well, what an amazing, creative God we serve. We, we really can't begin to fathom how wonderfully, beautiful, beautifully creative God is. And, you know, the more science discovers about our universe and about our world, the more in awe of God we become. God is a creating God, and he's a creative creator. Uh, the world is full of his glory. And the really good news is that we're created by this creative God to create. Uh, Genesis 1 begins with God creating the heavens and the earth and everything in them. And he declared what he had created good. And then we read in verses 26 and 27 of chapter 1 that God created humankind. And then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We are created in the image of God, and this means we're created to reflect his goodness, his kindness, his character, his grace. And we talk quite frequently about the need to become more and more like Jesus Christ. And as we do that, the image of God is restored in us and made visible to others. But we are also created in God's creative likeness. Uh, His creative genius is stamped into our DNA. We're created to create. And there's something in every person that's drawn toward creative expression. And we have this longing to make, to shape, to form um, things so that, uh, so, um, that we express this creative genius that God has put in us. Uh, some of you are so filled with the desire to create that you doodle during the message, right? Uh, <laughs> confession. I, I find your papers. Uh, around here. <clears throat> but we're beginning this uh, four-week steer- series today, and I've called it God's Co-Workers, and he invites us to join uh, him in the work that he's doing in the world. And there are four primary ways that we work with God to fulfill the purposes of God. And I'll say more about each of these in the weeks to come, but the topics for this series are creating, innovating, preserving, and restoring. And today I want to talk about God's invitation to join him in creating. Our our memory verse for this series is one that we've had before, but it's a great fit for this series, and I'm sure there's some of you that haven't memorized it yet. So it's found in Ephesians 2.10. Let's read it together. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Here's 2.10. And other translations, uh, instead of handiwork, say workmanship or masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. You're, you're not a, a practice piece or a rough sketch or a prototype or a preliminary drawing or a color study. You're God's masterpiece, which, by the way, um, is defined as an artist's finest work. Do you believe that? You're an artist's finest work. God created you fearfully and wonderfully. 
and he's put his creative abilities in you. And God has put his creative spirit on display in us in a variety of ways, depending on each person and their personality and their skills and their interests and their gifts. Uh, Some of you work with wood, some with yarn, some with food, uh, some create music, uh, some do art, drawing, watercolor, oil, photography, some create sculptures, pottery, others dance, architecture, landscaping, gardening. Did I miss any of yours? Lift. What, what are some others? Sewing, good. Baking. Um, Dave did all these windows. Glasswork. Cars, yes. No, that, that's another way. We are created to create. And the goal of the message today is to encourage you to develop your creative abilities and then use those creative abilities for God. And if we do, we'll be better able to um, connect with the culture, engage the culture. We'll bring more beauty into the world and fulfill our calling to reconcile all things to God. So in your message notes, we're going to look at three ways to develop creativity. And the first is to intentionally make time to create. We have to make time to create. Uh, The idea for this series actually uh, came about last summer when we had a couple weeks of vacation. And um, beyond creating a message every week, my favorite mediums for creating are uh, graphic design, which I use on the slides. But um, the other one is watercolor. And I haven't painted in like over 20 years, and so I got out some watercolor paint and some uh, paper, and I started to paint, and I forgot how much I missed it. It's like breathing a rhythm with God or something. It just, it just uh, refreshes me. And I suspect that we, at all, all of us at different times, have let other things crowd out our creative expression. And some of those seasons are uh, to focus on important work, like doing God's work in the church. But I think it's possible that we can let things like watching television or playing video games or, you know, uh, scanning through Facebook, whatever it is for you, um, that really doesn't produce anything of great value, to take away our time from that we could be using to use our creative gifts. So to develop creativity, we have to take time to be creative. And in your message notes, I've listed three reasons that we'd want to do that. And the first is that creating glorifies God. Our, uh, as God's highest creation, we're created in God's image. We have the ability to do marvelous things to glorify our creator. But we get to choose. We have free will. And we can use our time and our talents and our gifts in any way that we uh, decide. And we can choose them to use them to glorify God. But we can also use these same gifts to glorify ourselves or even to lead people away from the God who created them. And we see this happening in the Bible. In the Old and New Testament, we find stories of people who are using their creative abilities to make idols, right, To, to carve idols. To worship, And this week in my devotional, I was reading Acts 19. The Apostle Paul is in the city of Ephesus. And 
as he preached, people were turning to God and they were throwing away their idols. Well, uh, that wasn't good news for the artisans in town who were making a living by creating these silver uh, shrines of the goddess Artemis. And it says that the sale of these shrines brought no little business for the skilled workers. So this silversmith by the name of Demetrius, uh, he stirs up the whole town and starts a riot over the loss of income. And, you know, sometimes people use what God meant for good purposes for evil or ungodly ends. We see that uh, all the time. We're created in the image of God to reflect in everything we do God's goodness and his beauty, and that includes the use of our creative gifts. When we create for God's purposes, then God is glorified. And we uh, look at Psalm 19 with me. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. Well, what are they saying? Without words, they're proclaiming the goodness, the beauty, the intelligence, the greatness, the wonder of God. Without saying a word, the heavens and all that God uh, has created declare the glory of God. And when we create, without any words, we point to God, the God who gave us the gifts to create and the ability to create beautiful things. When we create that that create um, we reflect the creativity of God and God is glorified. Then second, we need to make time to create because when we create, we enjoy God and experience God's pleasure. Uh, at the end of this this psalm, uh, Psalm 19 verse 14, David says this, "May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And David wrote this psalm about the beauty of God's creation. And then it's as if he holds it up before God and he says, May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. There's something about creating, isn't there, that, that just brings joy. And if it's, uh, it's as if you can feel God's joy when you create. And when you create, whether it's uh, crocheted slippers or a painting or working with wood, when you finish, there's this feeling of accomplishment and, and satisfaction. And I, I believe that that's more than just pride in something that we've done. Uh, it's a joy in doing something that God created us to do. When we create, we experience God's pleasure, and God takes pleasure in us. It's like, you know, uh, the pleasure that we get when our children bring us a drawing and, and they hold it up for our approval and for our, our joy. Um, creating brings us joy, and we experience God's pleasure in it. Then the third reason to make time to create is that the world needs more beauty and good. Um, there's plenty of creative energy being spent on things that make the world a darker place. And the world needs more beauty and art that points people towards God and makes the world more like the kingdom of God. And, you know, there are unlimited number of ways 
to create beauty and good. Unlimited number of things to create with. I was reading an article this week about the endless pops possibilities for creating. If you're ever tempted to think, I don't have enough, the materials to create, I can't afford them, or I don't have the creative genius to create anything original, this article was a reminder of how few elements it takes to create something great. It says, every color in nature comes from just red, yellow, and blue together in millions of combinations. Isn't that, it's true, and it's amazing. Every pop song, symphony, jingle ditty, and aria in the Western world started with just 12 notes in the chromatic scale. I always think about that. I'm, there's so much variety in music, and it all starts with those 12 notes. Everything on the planet, including us, is made up of just 118 known chemical elements. And six regular eight-stud Lego bricks can be put together in more than 900 million different ways. How is that for possibilities? Six Legos. And I, so I was like, that can't be true. <laughs> so I, I looked it up, and this guy says that he can uh, calculate how many different ways they can be put together on his computer in five minutes. If he adds two more Legos to that, eight Legos, it would take his computer 30 years to calculate how many different ways you can put eight Legos together. You know, uh, we just have so many ways that we can create, the endless possibilities for creating. And there's a great, great need in the world for more beauty and more creativity to be expended for God's purposes. And as God's children, created in the image of a creative God, we need to make more time to create. And then the second way to develop creativity is to expand your picture of the ways we express creativity. And when we, we think about creating, we most often think in terms of things that we make with our hands or that we produce. But God has filled us with his creative spirit, and that means that we can create in a multitude of ways. We can use our creativity to create moments, to create memories, to create experiences. I was listening to this podcast this week, and the young man was um, on the podcast was telling about his childhood. He said they didn't have very much when he was a kid, and, and they couldn't afford a full meal every night. And so on Sunday evenings, his mother would take their government-issued cheese and cut it into slices. Then she would slice up some apples, and she would make popcorn, and then they would go into a little tent that she had made around the TV, and they would watch Disney movies. Uh, and he, he said that that was one of his best memories. So she is taking this uh, lack, and he said every Sunday she would, like, make a big deal out of it. We get to have popcorn tonight, you know. And, uh, and she takes this lack and creates a moment that he says is, one of his favorite memories from his childhood. Uh, one of my favorite memories is a time when we were over at our granddaughter's house and on Sunday evening in our, our, our daughter's house, and our granddaughter, Isabel, was watching the, she was about eight at the time, she was watching the fireflies out back through the window. And she wanted to go out and catch fireflies, and she wanted somebody to go with her. And, of course, all the adults are looking at each other like, okay, who's going to go? And because this is the kind of thing grandmas do. I helped her find a glass uh, jar, and we went out into the yard, 
And as I stood there in the yard, and she's laughing and running around and chasing these uh, fireflies with her jar and trying to catch them, it was an unforgettable moment that I just felt like God was there watching me with her, the innocence of this child trying to catch light in a jar. And it just—it was just such a joyful moment for me that it felt like God was watching her uh, with me or through me. And it's important to take moments, to take time to create moments with children and grandchildren, with your spouse, um, moments and experiences and memories. Uh, that's what Jesus was doing when he uh, gave us the Last Supper. He created a meal that we share together that reminds us of his presence in which he is present with us. And that's one of the purposes of the sacraments is that they create experiences of the presence of God. And then that leads us to the third way to develop creativity, and that is to create uh, in community with others. As parents and grandparents, we need to encourage our children and grandchildren to explore their creativity, to help them get away from their phones, away from the TV, to create, to draw, to sing, to do something that enables them to recognize and develop the creative gifts that God has put in them. And then part of our job is to pay attention to what God has, what gives, how God has gifted them, what, what they like to create, and how God has uh, shaped them to create. Creating with others is something that we can do in our family, uh, with our kids, with your spouse, but it's also something needed in the church. Um, we have the spirit of the creator of the universe in us, should use our creativity to enrich our ministries and our worship services. Uh, God gives his church to glorify him and to point people towards him. I was reading a story this week about the Magic Castle in a hotel in Los Angeles. It's the second highest rated hotel in the city. And the thing is, it's really not any more extravagant or wonderful than the Holiday Inn uh, as far as the beds, the towels, the size of the pool. But they've thought creatively how to uh, treat guests in a way that makes them feel welcome, that makes them feel cared about. For instance, um, they're known for their popsicle hotline. All right, so <laughs> out by the pool is a red telephone. And you, when you pick it up at the other end, somebody says popsicle hotline. And you can order any popsicle, the popsicle of your choice, and it'll be delivered on a tray with somebody in white gloves uh, to you right there in the pool. And um, little things that, like that have helped them become the second-rated uh, hotel in the city of Los Angeles, which has a few hotels, by the way. Um, what if we put our creativity to use for God's purposes in the church, to, to make people feel welcomed and cared about and I, I want to encourage you to, to think about the groups that you're in and how you might be more creative uh, to mold and shape and enrich that ministry, to create new ministries. And imagine if your group or ministry began to think about uh, creatively about everything in your ministry area. How could you create memorable experiences of God and help others develop their creative gifts? God is a creating God. 
and he invites us to co-create with him. Let's pray. Loving God, I I thank you for each person here. It's kind of interesting to think about um, the gifts that you've put in them and how they enjoy uh, you and enjoy creating. And I do pray, God, that you'll help us to use those for your purposes and to make your name known and to glorify you, um, both in our own lives and in the church, God. Uh, I thank you for all those gifts, and I pray that in everything we do, you'll be glorified. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.